Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, where Josh says something random in my fucking ear as we start the podcast. Also, hi Josh. Josh, my co-host, is here, as usual. How's Um, it going? Sometimes. Sometimes the things you say just throw me completely off my game, and that's fine. That's fine. That's the intent. (laughs) Um, Guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you're new here, what Josh and I do normally is we watch two shows of their entirety on an internet streaming platform like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, what have you. I always say Hulu, but we never have yet. Or we just haven't yet. Um, they need to get better. They do. They really do. Uh, but what we do is we talk about two shows and then we give our, our impressions. Uh, we give it a grade and so on and so forth. Um, well, you know, they, they will get better now because in November... November the 12th, I believe, is the date. That's when Disney Plus launches. Disney is now controlling oh, yeah. partner of Hulu. So they have said all their family content will be on Disney Plus, but R-rated content will be on Hulu. So with their library of content, they have a lot of R-rated content in their catalogs through their you know, various studios. I'm sure we'll see improvement and eventually originals. Uh, show up there. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, and, and Disney Plus will actually be added to the fucking list when it launches for sure. Because I know we're gonna watch the Mandalorian. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we're gonna watch all those Disney the the MCU movie or shows. Uh, mm-hmm. We're probably gonna review them. We're gonna watch. Uh, I know they plan on some other like really interesting original programming. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But uh, what we do on the off week, guys, uh, which is a hell ho, this is an off week, uh, we do uninhibited, where Josh and I just shoot the shit for an hour, an hour and a half, uh, whatever we feel fancy with, um, and uh, we go on from there. Uh, we talk about anything under the sun, anything that sparks our fancy or comes to the top of our mind, uh, but because of that, sometimes we don't have topics. <laughs> um, that's where you guys come in. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I wonder what they think about this new trailer, or I wonder if they're going to watch this new show, or what they think about it, or have they played this video game, or just anything, and you want to know what we think of it, let us know. Give us a little uh, hit up on the on the Twitter, which is at Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, which is all Podcast with an underscore under each or between each word. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, where we have a discussion group and a fan page. Uh, we also have an email at, or, you know, you can email each of us, um, which is on allcuteuppodcast.com. Uh, but yeah. All, all Allcuteuppodcast all at gmail.com. Well, I was saying that our, the emails are, the email links are on the website. As um, far as no. I know? No. They're not? Oh. Yeah. No. I just remember that we changed the website, so. <laughs> exactly. And they're no longer there now. Okay. So all queued up podcast at gmail.com is where you can also contact us about any topics you want us to talk about. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, with all that out of the way, folks, we're just going to kind of dive into something that uh, we were kind of discussing before the show started. Um, 
if you don't know, uh, other than doing DoorDash and Postmates and stuff like that, I work at the school district as a substitute lunch assistant. Um, it's very flexible because I can just call and be like, I'm not available. Um, but uh, it's also not super fucking hard work. But I am on my feet for like three and a half hours straight. Uh, unless I'm doing a longer shift in which I do get a break. But um, but we started talking about school schedules because, as a lot of you probably know, Josh has a young daughter named Madison. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's she's 12 now and, uh, you know, acts like she's in her 20s. So well, I was gonna, yeah, she is very quick-witted. Scarily quick-witted. Oh, she she has been scarily quick-witted since she was a child, a young child. Like she has inherited my sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> side story: When she was five or six years old, Misty used to work in a grocery store here locally, and she was a cashier. But they had to do like a reset of the store. So when they were doing store resets, they would pull cashiers to have them come in and help do resets. So for two evenings in a row, Misty's uh, had she had to go in and help them reset the uh, wine and beer aisle, uh, that aisle. So she's having to do a lot of bending over, bending down squatting, picking up these heavy cases of wine and other alcoholic beverages and move them, carry them, set them in new locations, higher shelf, lower shelf, etc. Now, you know, when you do a lot of stuff with your legs, sometimes you will get what I like to refer to as jelly-legged or spaghetti-legged. Yes. Like, your legs are worn out, especially your thighs, and when you're going from or to a seated position from standing, or vice versa, how there's that breaking point, and you just kind of collapse. Yeah. Well, she was sitting on our couch after she got in from work, and she was really tired. And she was trying to get up, and she would get to that point, but couldn't push past it, and would fall back down. And she kept trying, and it got to the point to where she was laughing so hard she could not get up. Now, I'm laughing at her because I think it's hilarious. And she's like, help me up. I was like, I can't. This is too funny. And uh, she's like, please don't be mean. She's, I was like, well, if you need some assistance, I can call you a tow truck. You know, referring to a vehicle to come and... You know, move right. cars. Not a not of, a truck the size of a tow, or or a truck that only works on toes. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, I was joking around, right? So she calls for Madison. She's like, "Well, Madison will help me," and I was going to help her up, but it was just too funny at the time. Madison comes in here. She's five or six years old, and I said, "Look, mommy can't get up off the couch. She needs a tow truck. Call her a tow truck." Madison gets, walks right up to her, almost nose to nose, and just says to her, tow truck, and then turns around and walks out of the room and goes back to her room. Not where I was expecting that to go. Not at no. all where I was expecting that to go. So, like I said, she has my razor wit, and she has had it since she was scarily young. 
And uh, she's already she's gotten to the point now where she will crack the leg jokes. Yeah, there was a situation it, a long time ago where you couldn't get up, you couldn't move, and she was like holding your coffee just just out of your reach. And she's like, "Do you want this? Is this is this what you wanted? Is this what you wanted, Dad?" And she's like, "Madison, swear to God." Yeah, I remember yeah, that she's, shit. She's, uh, well, I remember one time I was streaming and she taunted me with chocolate milk. It wasn't the coffee, it was the chocolate milk. She wanted to taunt me. She made a glass, she brought it over, and she, I was like, what you got there? And she's giggling and she kind of holds it out up underneath my nose. She's like, it's delicious cold chocolate milk, do you want some? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, this is all there is, too bad. Then she takes a drink and walks off. And there was no more. I was like, damn, I kind of really wanted some. So, a few days later, I'm streaming again, and she walks by, and she's like, look what I've got. And I actually snatched it out of her hand this time. And I was like, oh, that's chocolate milk. And I started chugging it right there on stream. And she's like, give that back. No, no. And she was upset. So, you know, we had more, so I went and I made her some more and everything. I was like, you're never going to taunt me with chocolate milk again, are you? No, she, she still does it, man. Anytime she makes chocolate milk or gets a bowl of ice cream, She'll be like, oh, look what I've got. And then she'll back away. She's like, can't run after me with that fake leg, can you? And then she'll go. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my girl. Um, yeah, no, she's, she's, she cracks me up. Every time you tell me a story, I'm just like, eh. Well, on that note, um, to, uh, to go back to the original topic, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for her to go back to school at this point. Yeah, so we were discussing school schedules because uh, she starts school like right at the beginning of August, but my district starts a in week, the middle of August. A week from tomorrow, as of this recording, six days from now, as a uh, as a publication, she starts on August the eighth. Okay, yeah, because they they start on the fifteenth. Uh, so I guess it's not too far like apart. A week later. Yeah, but it, it, there is a week difference. However, but you, you also you you also got out like ten days earlier than she did. That's true. Too. I was just about to say like there is that difference. Ten or twelve, actually twelve days earlier because it was like June the second when they got out here. Yeah, it was definitely. And you guys like, got out May the twentieth. Yeah. So we started talking about how the school district could fix this whole scheduling issue because, in my opinion, I kind of hate that I, I, I so I'm going to explain something to our audience if you've heard of it I'm sorry but you're going to have to hear me explain it again but you haven't heard of it there's a thing called the summer slide this is a documented thing that actually exists where kids lose a lot of the information that they were supposed to retain because they're not learning anything over a, an extended period of time now the the biggest and obvious reason that summer does the summer vacation exists as a whole is because teachers back when air conditioners didn't exist were like it's too hot to teach in the summer. It's just too hot. Mm-hmm. So they would they would they they basically built this whole summer vacation thing and it had been going on for years and that was fine. But now we have air conditioners. Now we have classrooms that can withhold a a, a room full of children or teenagers, young adults, and a teacher, and be perfectly fine during the summer. Hell, the teacher even has complete control over the thermostat. 
Now, that's not the case in every location, but overall, a vast majority of locations do have that now. True. Uh, when I was in school, like when we would start back in August, through August through September, a lot of times we would be released early because of the heat, because it was still pretty hot, because the high school that I went to didn't have air conditioning. And it was sweltering. I mean, this this place still used boilers. Um, and the way that the heating and the heating system was and the cooking system, they had to fire up the boiler every morning. So it would be unbearable and people would pass out due to the heat and everything. So we, there were a lot of times we would be sent home. That school was in use until three years ago. Now they consolidated the schools in our county, and they have a state-of-the-art facility. But, uh, but you got to think, we are a tiny, tiny town, a tiny county. There's only like 4,000 people in the county, maybe 4,500 in the entire county. Yeah. So, you know, smaller areas like this are not going to always have the air-conditioned schools, but overall... I see what you're saying and where you're coming from. Most are modern facilities to where they are air conditioned. I would I would say a, a heat, like a larger portion than not. Um, yeah, but I I, get, I, I understand. Uh, so so what I've done I, I've I've looked into this a little bit because my entire when I vote when I use my voting power it's always towards people that care about our education whether it has to do with the facilities that are taught. Uh, paying the teachers, school supplies, all corn, all sorts of shit. I want our school system and our education system to be better, not 26th in the entire goddamn world. So, um, I've done a lot of looking into why certain things are the way that they are and why haven't they been changed. And it seems like the reason the whole summer vacation thing hasn't changed, it has a lot a lot to do with um, the it has a lot to do with like just a lot of stubborn people stuck in their ways wanting that whole like two and a half months off and still getting paid for it they want that I get that I totally fucking get that like having two and a half months off and getting paid awesome that sounds so fucking rad but Mm -hmm. On the other side, like, you're sacrificing a, a, a freedom that you have, a privilege, for our children's education. That's ridiculous. And I hate it more than anything. <laughs> so, something that I've wanted to see a solution be made, something that I've wanted to see change, is how the scheduling works for vacations in our school. And I didn't think about this earlier in our conversation, Josh, but there is a thing which is the track schedule, the uh, the on-track, off-track schedule. So, have you ever heard of that before? Uh, yeah, I know Japan uses a form of it. Yes. So, there's a few um, places here in California that use it, uh, specifically in my district. And so, um, there is a summer break that they have for track schedule, and that is all schools are out between the 29th 
to the 15th of July, uh, the, sorry, the 29th of June to the 15th of July. It's three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, B, C, and D start. And then for the next, and that's for four weeks. And then for the next four weeks, it's A, C, D. And then, and then the next four weeks, uh, C gets off. And then the four weeks after that, D gets off. And it keeps cycling that through the year. There's only a few times where, like, the 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 third the the uh, Thanksgiving vacation, all schools get off. Winter break, all schools get off. Um, spring break, all schools. No, 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 no. Not even spring break. The only the only like guaranteed breaks that they have are like national holidays and then Thanksgiving and winter break. And then those Ooh, those yeah. three weeks are those yeah three weeks of summer. Like. We should be implementing that into all fucking schools, man. I agree. And it should be left up to a district-by-district basis. But, um, you know, more rural areas like mine would probably not be able to implement it right away. But larger districts, city districts, should be able to do so. Yeah. I do. It's It's... I mean, there is a bigger problem. There's a much, much bigger problem other than the summer slide. Which, did I even explain what that was, or did I just keep talking about it? I think I just kept talking about it. Uh, for anybody listening who's like, what the fuck is the summer slide? Uh, kids lose um, over half of what they were meant to retain in school during the summer yeah, because yeah, they're not yeah. learning. Okay, I wasn't sure if I said it or not. Yeah. Um, but... Well, you know, studies have shown, like, if you study them blocks for, say, two hours, you're generally going to remember the first 45 minutes and the last 45 minutes of things more than you will in the middle. Uh, You know, so it's always good to take breaks because you're always going to lose certain aspects. So I think, you know, I'm not sure exactly how it's done in Japan. Uh, but I have talked to people before, and there are some areas, I don't know if it's nationwide, where they go for like six weeks on, three weeks off, six weeks on, three weeks off, year-round. That's Yeah, that's how uh, uh, Poland does it, and uh, not, Pol- not Poland. Is it Poland? It might be Poland. But that's how a lot of, a lot of countries do it. Uh, look, at, like, look at how the countries do school in, in the top educational countries. Education countries, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they they very much do it like that. Uh, plus, their their governments play their pay their goddamn teachers a wealthy fucking amount. Like, I think that's the thing that that pisses me off the most when it comes to education. Uh, here is an afterthought. It absolutely is. Yeah, uh, teachers are underpaid, and they have to pay for so much out of pocket. I've got several friends that I went to school with who are teachers now. You know, one of my friends that, you know, my friend Sam that I do a podcast with on Friday nights, uh, MPSP Theater on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Check it out. He's a teacher. <laughs> um, well, you know, he he's a teacher. Uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, he loves his summer vacation and everything, but you know, the teachers are underpaid. Uh, they put in long hours. 
They have to pay for a lot of supplies that they need for their classrooms out of pocket. And they get burned out too, especially with the long periods without breaks. So, yes, while summer break is nice, instead of having to go four months, five months in a row with no significant breaks, then take two months off and then go back for five months in a row with no significant breaks, you know, a week here or a few days there, that leads to burnout. So, you know, kids having to deal with that, all this information hurled at them left and right, left and right, left and right for months on end without any significant breaks, it's going to be hard for them to retain everything. And then with this huge break off, it's going to be even more difficult for the, for them to retain things. Hi. So I think the whole system needs an overhaul. It needs more funding. We shouldn't be in the lower 20s in education worldwide you know this is supposed to be the greatest nation on earth and i'm sorry when it comes to education and healthcare, we are sorely lacking compared to many other nations in the world no joke there was a thing on twitter this kills me there's a thing on twitter that was a an equation um actually i think it's still popular at this exact moment of doing the recording um so I'll pull it up, but uh, it's not. <laughs> it is not still popular. Um, okay. But I don't remember the equation exactly. But basically, it was like it was like two times two, and then there was a parentheses, and then there was like two plus two in there, and another parenthesis, or some to that effect, and. Mm-hmm. Um, wish I could just find it, because it would make this whole thing a lot fucking easier. But So, basically, people are getting it wrong because they're not following the order of operations. A lot of Americans are getting it wrong. A lot of, a lot of like, United Kingdom people are getting it wrong. Because United Kingdom's education is much like our education right now. Like, just in the whole shitter. And people are doing it from left to right. Doing the equation from left to right. When you're supposed to do... Uh, is it Ped Pedmus? Yeah. Um, basically, you start with the parentheses, then you do uh, uh, exponents, and then you do um, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction. I think is how it goes. And I only know this. It's it's it's. PEMDAS, PEMDAS, which is parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. That's so sure. And you do that no matter what order, you always do parentheses first. Right. So obviously the 2 plus 2 should be done first. Um, but the thing that... And then whatever the next parentheses the is. The thing that was being noticed was Twitter is a is a global thing. It's not, lo- it's not yes. local. So a lot of people were noticing... That the people more commonly getting it wrong than not were Americans and Americans. UKs, the the British people. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two groups were getting it wrong more times than not. Now, of course, that's not to say that all Americans were getting it wrong. Um, no, no. But that should tell you fucking something. That something's wrong. I don't care if it's just Twitter yeah, and it's only a, a group simple, of people. But. A simple, basic mathematical equation. When you see more Americans missing it than anyone else, 
We'll tell you. Some girls. Hey, your basic functional education system. Yeah, some girl goes, well, the answer is either 16 or 1, depending on how you learned math. And my response was, no, <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not how math works. But, oh, man. No, there's one answer. There may be multiple ways to arrive at the answer, but there's one answer. It's not either or. <sighs> that was annoying, man. Like, I saw that, and I was just like, that's our education system in a goddamn nutshell right there. But we should move on to another happier topic. Just a bit of a happier topic. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm happy because school is starting back in a week. I mean, yeah, I got that. I mean, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love my kid. I love spending time with my kid. Whoa, I, know. I love that. I love summer break. However, I agree it's too long because, you know, there are certain things that she can do with Girl Scouts. Well, they've already taken their trip with Girl Scouts. They took it last month. Um, you know, she doesn't want to go swimming every single day. And, of course, weather doesn't allow for it every single day. But she can either go swimming at my mom's or she can go swimming at the public pool. Well, the public pool, they charge five bucks a day to get in. Well, you know, I'm not going to pay five bucks a day just for her to go swimming when she can go swimming at my mom's for free. But if she's not swimming a lot of times, she is just like moping around in her room. You know, she or she wants to do things. She wants to watch a show or watch videos on YouTube or do things. And, you know, and I want her to get out and do things, be active as much as possible. But at the uh, same time, it's gotten to the point where, okay, I'm bored. You shouldn't be bored. There are tons of things that you can do. If you're bored at this point, you need to be back in school. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my dad was always the kind of guy that was like, oh, you're bored? Well, there's housework to be done. I'm just like, that's not what this means. <laughs> <laughs> that always irritated me because I was like, me saying I'm bored isn't I need something to do. Me saying I'm bored means I want something fun to do and there's nothing fun to do. I, however, at the age yeah. of fucking, like, 12 and so on, I didn't know how to fucking actually say that. Which is like, yeah. be dead. Um, well, that, that, and, that, and that's cool because, you know, I've kind of I've, I've kind of helped keep her engaged a little bit more this summer than before. Uh, because, you know, she does enjoy to paint miniatures. And we've gone to some miniature painting classes. Uh and a couple of weeks ago, I showed her a picture of this particular Gundam, and she saw it. She's like, oh, that thing looks cute, because it is a kind of a cutesy thing. And then I showed her a couple more, and she's like, I want some of those. And I ordered her some uh, bear guy, a bear guy kit and a couple of Haros. Uh, for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with what they are, I'm sorry, but they're just very cutesy models that are aimed at children. And she wanted me to order her some kits, and I ordered some kits. I ordered me a couple of kits, and we sat here last Friday morning building kits together. She built her first model kits ever. And, you know, it's helped to occupy her time and give her new outlets to see if she likes doing it. And she's like, I want more of these. So I'm happy about that. But, you know, not every parent is a stay-at-home parent like me. A lot of households, they've got two working parents or 
you know, single moms that are working so many hours just to provide for their kids. And, you know, the occasional single dad who's working so many hours to, you know, the kids don't have that type of environment to where they can always be doing something or have the options of doing something like that. So I get why a lot of parents are like, oh, I can't wait. School starts back in a week, you know? Yeah, same here. Like, yeah. I always, when I was a kid, my mom would always do that. Like, oh, I'm kid. so I'm so excited you guys are going back to school. And then when, you know, my sister would have, you know, shit with her kids, with my nephews, she'd say the same thing. And I'm always like, and then, my, and then my buddy Andy does, and I'm just like, why is that a thing? And it's like, oh, because there's a break. They get a break from their fucking kids. There's basically a government, exactly. a government run uh, babysitter that's that's also hey. teaching them things. <laughs> you know, and hey, when you're parents, it's hard to find quality time. Something I learned when the kids always home from school. There's that. I mean, you go that route for sure. But what I was gonna say was, psychologically speaking, a a, a child, a baby. A child, a teenager, is not an adult, and they don't talk like adults. And a lot of the time, parents, the humans, need other human interaction. If all you're yes. if all you're getting is it from your kids, like that's not good. That's not fun. That's not you know. That's not uh, stimulating on any fucking aspect. So, I learned very quickly that my friends, my family, my Romans, my countrymen, um. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, settle down, Julius Caesar. <laughs> my, uh, uh, from my experience, from what I've seen, it makes perfect fucking sense to me that that an adult with with children would want to uh, talk to another adult. They would want that 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 interaction in some fashion. So. Um, when you say to me, when when you say, when any when any parent that I know says, "Ooh, my kids are going back to school," yay! I'm like, I get it, I understand. But that's my point: is like, if if vacations, if breaks were shorter, like shorter, you know, four weeks on, five weeks on, three weeks off, five weeks on, three weeks off, like, I don't think that conversation would ever actually happen. I don't know yeah. that very many kids would be bored, so. Anyway, um, we've been on this topic for 30 minutes. Let's move on. Actually, it's probably not been 30, but whatever. Uh, so, Josh. Greg. You know uh, about the Lay's flavored chips. That they always, every year, they always come out with new flavors for chips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they usually call it the Do Us a Flavor campaign, where they put out four to six flavors at retail for a couple of months. People try and vote on them, and then they'll keep one or two of the top flavors as um, a new flavor. So, Lay's is doing something a little different. This time, they're doing a campaign called Smile More, where they're doing uh, a bunch of different flavors at a different time and whatever. So... Um, I went to the store today to grab some uh, dinner for tonight, and I found four of them. Now I don't know if if it's if it's a certain amount at a time. I don't because their website's very vague on it. And then you go to like a page, 
and it takes you to like a series of videos. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. It, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because their website's very vague on it. But I bought all four flavors, and I thought it'd be fun to kind of go over each one. And uh, I had my parents try it too, and uh, we graded them much like we do grades out here on the show. So here we go. Um. The first one on my list here is deep dish pizza. Now, if you've ever had a deep dish pizza, I have. It's, it's a lot of cheese, a lot of meat, and a lot of marinara. Mm-hmm. Um, if and you do a crust own, and a buttery, well, flaky crust. the The crust is a uh, is just a vehicle for the better stuff. Um, that's well, a, a, a true a true. <laughs> A true deep dish style pizza has like a very buttery and flaky crust. It isn't. It isn't more so much a vehicle for delivery because you're not picking that sl- shit up and eating it by the slice. You're you're having to eat no, it's, it with it's a borderline a castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, and, and it's more of the container of all the goodness, but yeah, it is part of the goodness itself. Yeah, it's the edible container of a casserole of a pizza casserole. Um. I personally haven't had a professionally done, made, good deep dish pizza. I have. Uh, for you the first time me. last year in Chicago at a restaurant called Gino's East, and it tasted exactly like the very complex uh, Chicago deep dish style recipe that I make at home. So I can give you that recipe and you can replicate it for yourself. Yeah, so... I, that's why I need your recipe, if so, you ever get a chance to... Dude, I can send it to you right now. Do so. I'm going shopping tomorrow, so I might just get all the ingredients and make it. Now, I'm going to tell you, it takes about three to four hours to make. Now, when um, you say that, it's a lot of just baking, right? No, it's more proofing. The baking time's only about 30 to 35 minutes. Oh. Uh, the, the dough takes a good three hours. Okay. Okay. Wow. So most of it's the dough. Okay. Uh, and if you want to make your own sauce, I can give you the sauce recipe too that I use. That's the, you can honestly, make your that's... sauce. You can make your sauce while the um, dough is proofing. And like okay. This is like you roll it out, laminate it with butter, fold it, put it in, you know, cut it up, roll it up, let it proof, punch it down. All kinds of stuff. So, it's very, very good, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, send that to me, and we'll uh, see what I can do. Because it also might be... It might I, be make, I make a different sauce than what this has, but it's very, very sim- similar to mine. My Actually, issue, my only issue is that my folks can't handle spice at all, and I'd be making it for the three of us. Actually, very well, likely just me and my dad, but... Well, I mean, in the sauce, it uses a can of crushed tomatoes, a little bit of garlic, oregano, basil, sugar, salt. Just me and my dad, because you've already onions. listened to Yeah. Uh, garlic, basil, cilantro. Um, Does, your mom not eat, Does your mom not eat pizza sauce? Because basil's in every pizza sauce. Pretty much, yeah. Um... 
Sometimes she'll eat pizza, which is really strange when she's having a good day with her stomach. But I don't. It's really fucking touch and go. Anyway, I digress on that part. But um, regardless, I want to make it. So, well, here's okay. a link to the recipe. I just sent it to you in Discord. And if any uh, listeners out there want it and have always been curious and want to try an authentic Chicago-style deep dish pizza, let me know uh, via my social media uh, because this is legit. It tastes, it was almost the exact consistency and flavor of the pizza that I had at Gino's East in Chicago last fall. So, yep. All right, so. I will tell you, you need a spring form baking pan. It makes it a lot easier, or else you're going to have a mess. I don't have that. So that might be a problem on its own. Uh, you can get one for like five bucks. They're not that expensive. Well, I think then in that case, I'd have to wait to get the ingredients until like we have money money. So uh, just, yeah. Anywho, chip flavor. I tasted nothing but marinara. This tastes like a marinara chip. I can taste... Basil and cilantro and a little bit of garlic, but a lot of fucking crushed tomato. Like, mm. it tastes like a marinara. There is no, in my opinion, there is no crustiness flavor. There is no meat flavor. There is no cheese flavor. It is all marinara. Oh, okay. That's um, unfortunate, then. I'm very good at tasting, like, hints of things or, like, back, like something on the back end or something to that effect. Nothing. It was just marinara. Now, my dad loves marinara. He is a very strange pizza eater because he doesn't like deep dish pizza, even if it's like Domino-style deep dish. Because if there's too much ingredients, the, the, the crust absorbs a lot of that, a lot of the grease and gets quote-unquote soggy. And if, and if the, the bread of a pizza is anywhere near even kind of soggy, it's gross to him. And he calls it doughy. Which I'm like, I've legitimately, ha- I've only had a couple doughy pizzas, and that's when I honestly was working at a pizza place and put too many fucking toppings on the pizza. And yeah, then I learned yeah. that there's a limit. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, I used to work pizza for years, and if you load it down with toppings, like, throw, I'm not talking like a big handful I'm talking a couple pounds worth of toppings. Like, if you want double and triple toppings of everything, it's not going to get done in the center. You need to push it back in the oven for a couple of minutes, you know, to where you're risking the outer crust getting overdone. But if you don't, that center crust is not going to get done. Right. Um. point being is that what he does, what he'll usually do, is when he orders pizza, he asks for it to be like, put in there a little bit longer. Because usually pizza places have a conveyor belt of an oven. Um, yep. Yep. The, the, at least the, when I, the one I worked at, The one I worked at, we had a multi-deck conveyor oven. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. A standard, the top deck ran through pizzas that were three toppings or less. The bottom deck would be special specialty pizzas or pizzas with four toppings or more. So the top deck would go through about six, six and a half minutes, and the bottom was like seven to seven and a half minutes. So it took a little bit longer to run them through. 
But if somebody said, hey, I want it done just a little bit more, we would push it in a full pizza length, pizza length and a half to push it back in, just to give it a little bit of extra bake time. It's exactly what my dad asks. Yeah. So, um, That's not an uncommon thing. Some people do not, enjoy that. No, it's not. But uh, my dad does it with pizzas that don't really need it, so I always feel like his bread is crouton level. Ooh, no, um, that's... Mm-mm. That right. That's my that's my reaction. But then he he buys like these big ass cups of marinara and then dips his pizza in it. And I'm just like, are you getting pizza in that? Because <laughs> I, I mean, do you want some fucking pizza with your marinara there? So the second I tasted this chip, I hated it because I don't like I don't like tomatoes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I tolerate pizza because you know there's other things on it usually that taste really good or go with the tomatoes. But if it's if it's a lot of tomato, I'm just like ugh. And, yeah, uh, I'm similar. I hate the texture of tomatoes. But fair, when fair. it comes when it comes to making the sauce, I use crushed tomatoes. But I kind of like puree them just a little bit, so there's not thick chunks of tomato. Oh yeah, I'd have to absolutely puree it. I am not. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent not just putting straight tomatoes on a pizza. That's. Like I, oh God, I, no. I know people that do like whole, whole tomato slices right on top of their pizza and bake it that way. Yuck, yuck! That's too much tomato. What's really funny is I actually like a slice of tomato in my hamburger. Like it doesn't gross me out there, but you give me a grape tomato and a salad, and I hate you. Hmm. It's very like it very like. There's a weird thing. Like I hate ketchup. Can't stand ketchup. Really, but. But but, if you You're put ketchup a, as a topping, I'm okay. Like like on a burger. Yeah, I can't have it on a on a hot dog because you get a lot of topping oh, on a hot that's, dog. That's just fucking communist, anyway. <laughs> Mustard is meant for hot dogs, not ketchup. Right, wholeheartedly agree. Mustard and relish is my go-to for hot dogs. Uh, well, you know, here I do chili, but. Hot Chili's dog, good, chili, yeah. Which, you know, a lot, in some regions they call it coney sauce. But I like, you know, chili, well, mustard, a little bit to, of cheddar to cheese. Be fair, to be fair, if you get a coney dog, there are no beans in that. It is it is basically a con carne. That's, that's what I mean. No beans. No, I don't put um, beans on it. To me, to me, a chili, a proper chili has beans. Yeah. I, and if you have it, that's, you, that's if, why I, that's why I doubled down and said, "Well, you know what most people refer to as a coney sauce, not a right." Well, that's why I was specifying it because mm-hmm. to me, if I'm getting a chili dog, I'm putting some fucking beans on that bitch. Gotcha, just, gotcha. Just, just it, saying. You know, there's there so many variations per region. You know, true. Very, very true. But anyway, we digress on the whole chip thing. So my point was: is this chip? Like I said, tastes like marinara. Just tastes mm-hmm. like marinara, and I didn't like it. I gave it a D. Okay. And my mom goes, she's just, she, and she's just kind of like, yeah, that like I don't hate tomatoes, but this is too much tomato. And my mom likes fried green tomatoes for fuck's sake. Dude, that's a thing here, man. You know, living in the South, uh, fried green tomatoes are a thing. My mother makes them. My grandma made them. My grandma used to grow her own tomato plants. My mom grows her own tomato plants. And, you know, when they would first get those really big green ones, they would always make some fried green tomatoes. My grandma used to make, like when they'd get really nice and ripe, 
she would just cut a couple slices of tomato off and she would take a couple pieces of white bread, slice of mayonnaise on each side, and just eat a mayonnaise and tomato sandwich. Oh, oh yeah. that's like the grossest fucking that thing is, you said to that me. That is all one day. of the most vile things I could ever I, imagine. I'll, eating. I'll take you whispering ASMR style every fucking intro to get to the show started that you ever said over you saying the description of that sandwich ever again. Deal. That was just that. I like mayonnaise on my sandwiches. I do. It tastes oh, good as as a as a thin layered condiment. A thin layer, and it's primarily used as a moisture barrier more than a flavor additive for in in my <laughs> to keep the bread from getting soggy. I, I use it as a as a, a moisture barrier and a little bit of a salt salt texture. Gotcha. Um, but it's it's not a lot. I don't a very thin layer. Oh God! That's the, I'm gonna take a drink of water after you describe that disgusting ass sandwich. Dude. Anyway, I digress. I gave it a D. My mom gave it a D. My dad gave it a B. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, he gave it a B plus. He was like, "This is the best chip." I'm just like, "You really like fucking Canadian um, uh, ketchup chips?" Yeah, because that's essentially just a ketchup chip. Is what it sounds like to me. It's a little bit more of a flavor profile than a ketchup chip, mm. but. Yeah, I was like, this is not Ketchup good. chips are fucking gross, by the way. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I agree. However, they the Canadians do a uh, an all-dressed-up chip, and that's really fucking good. <laughs> all-dressed is really good. It's it's kind of like a... like a, It has a uh, larger fav- flavor profile of a barbecue chip. Hmm. Like... You know how if you get a barbecue burger, you put other condiments on it. It yeah. tastes like a. It tastes like all the all the all those condiments mixed together, and maybe like a little bit of fucking like vinaigrette. It's weird. They're very good, but they're not tomatoey like a ketchup chip is. Got you. Um, but we should move on to the next one on my list here. Um, okay. Bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. That sounds delicious. I agree. As a matter of fact, I have a delicious four cheese uh, jalapeno popper recipe. Bacon wrapped jalapeno pepper recipe. Oh, you're going to have to send that to me. uh, Here, I'll just read it to the audience in case they're curious. Because it's not not complicated. It's like, it's... uh, You take the the jalapenos, you have them, you you scoop out all the insides, make sure there's no seeds, um, and then you, you... you don't put the seeds in because they're not good texture-wise. <laughs> you leave them in for the heat. I mean, you can if you want, but I don't like mm-hmm. biting down on a fucking hard-ass seed. Um, just just a fucking personal preference here. And jalapenos are not really that hot, so it's not like it's for the heat. It's for the, it's no. for the texture. Yeah. But anyway. So, so you get, you have your half, and you mix in a bowl, one and a half cups, uh, yeah, by the way, you have 12 jalapenos for this recipe, otherwise the measurements are way off. And they gotta be, they gotta be a good size jalapeno as well. Yeah, like a solid standard three to four inch size jalapeno. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's one and a half cups of medium cheddar, grated, one and a half cups of low moisture mozzarella, grated, uh, uh, three fourths cup of feta. Three cups of cream cheese, two finely chopped cloves of garlic, half a white onion finely chopped, and you mix that all together in a bowl. 
You get into a nice, like, good mixture. You spoon the uh, mixture into the jalapenos, leaving just a little bit over the top, like a solid, like, quarter inch over the top of the half jalapeno. Um, you put that into the oven for about 20 minutes at 350. Leave them to cool, like, take them out, leave them to cool for 30 minutes, wrap them in a thing of bacon, put them back in there for at 400 for 30 minutes to get that bacon nice and crisp. And then the jalapeno and the cheese is cooked all the way through, but yet it's going to be tender. Oh, man, that sounds good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to copy and paste and send that to you because that, that yeah, recipe man. is fucking fantastic. Um, people always good, go, Feta, uh, why, why would you put feta in there? And I'm like, I like a good, a good cheese that has some funk to it, but not mm. so much funk you smell feet. And feta yeah. is that. Feta has that fucking funkiness, but so not it's not necessary to put the feta in if you're not a fan of feta. You can leave it out. True. The feta is more there for another another flavor profile mm-hmm. because the the mild cheddar has a very strong taste. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the mozzarella is just super melty and stretchy, mm-hmm. while the cream cheese the cream cheese is a binder. Yep. So it's it's more or less, in my opinion, three flavor cheeses with one cheese binder. Yeah. But um, you know, people go like, "Well, why why four cheeses?" And I'm just like, it, "It's it's it's a complex mixing of flavors. Is what it is. Yeah. That's why I like it like that. Um, you could throw some Monterey Jack in there. And... I've heard people put uh, pepper Jack in that recipe. Mm-hmm. It's not even technically my recipe per se. It's just the one that I kind of created based on Alton Brown's recipe. Gotcha. His is uh, his is a quite a bit different. I think he. I think I added uh, onions to mine. Yeah, gotcha. and and feta. He didn't do feta. He did some other cheese, some other random cheese I hadn't heard of before. But Alton Brown is a fucking phenomenal chef to begin with. Oh, absolutely. Love that dude. Um, I'm glad they're bringing back Good Eats. They are. Yeah, it's going to be internet only. We're going to review it on the show, right? Is that what we're doing? We're reviewing it on the show? Is it like a web series? Can we do it it's, on the it's show? A, it's a web series, so I would, I would, I, you know what? We'll look into that. I'm not going to say yes, but I'm for it. But yeah, we'll look into I'll it. I'll break a rule. I'll break a fucking rule. I don't care. <laughs> I loved that. That was my favorite cooking show. Yeah, it was a great show. Uh,. Actually, funny enough, the first cooking show I ever watched as a kid was Yan Can Cook. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to watch that with my dad on PBS, I believe it was on. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, the bacon-wrapped jalapeno popper chip. Very mild in flavor. It has a jalapeno flavor, but it is the weakest point of it, and you don't get it. You get it as you put it on your tongue, and that, that's it. And then it's just super salty, and then the bacon fucking, like, punches you in the back of the throat. And then after you've eaten the chip and swallow it, the most mild of heat hits your tongue. It is a very disappointing chip. (laughs) Very disappointing chip. Uh, But not bad in flavor. Just, it's disappointing because the flavor is significantly lacking. If that makes mm. any sense, that's unfortunate. Yeah, like it. That's like that's I. We all gave it a C. All three of us gave it a C because it just felt like there was something missing, pretty fucking significantly, like flavor. Um, 
Ah, oh, man. So it's not going to be a web series. What is it? It's coming back to the Food Network. God damn it. Well, I'm still going to watch it, but... Poopies. It, it originally we'll was going to be. Anyway. You know, you know what we can do? We're going to talk about it on this podcast, on Uninhibited. Loophole. Loophole in our own series that we can totally break the rules of and don't have to adhere to most of strict rule set because it's our show. Um, anyway. You don't set boundaries, you're going to just break them. Uh, moving on to the next ship. We had cheddar bacon mac and cheese. That sounds really good, too. Boy, I wish it were. Oh, wow, that's unfortunate. Much, much like the bacon-wrapped jalapeno popper, lacking flavor. Mm. You get that. You get the cheddar initially. You get the cheddar mac and cheese flavor, like, right off the bat. And it tastes like mac and cheese, but like if someone ate mac and cheese and then burped in your face. Ew. Yeah. Like it's, you know that like really artificial cheddar flavor that you get from cheddar chips? Yeah, yeah. It's that with like this weird, like you're like, that kind of tastes like pasta. (laughs) Very kind of. And you're like, okay, that was kind of mac and cheese-ish. And then you swallow it and you go, hey, bacon, how's it going? (laughs) and the bacon is pretty fucking strong (laughs) that back end bacon is like oh shit that's that cured flavor (laughs) but because that like that first initial bite is so bad and then you get that delicious flavor it was like this weird like ew oh that's not bad (laughs) so I gave it a C my mom gave it a C minus my dad gave it a B (laughs) Okay. And then the final chip that we have is fried pickles and ranch. Yep. You don't like pickles to begin with, right? I do not love pickles. I eat a little bit of pickles sometimes. Like, I will get, like, those little baby kosher dills and have them with a cheeseburger. But other than that, I don't like pickle chips on a burger, you know? And I hate pickle spears served with a sandwich. Um, so you wouldn't eat a pickle by itself, necessarily? Very, very rarely. I don't like them enough to do so. Like I said, you know, I'll eat a little tiny, like, you know, like those Vlasic kosher baby dills, whatever they're called, snackums. Yeah, yeah, I got um, you. I'll get like two or three of those. I'll eat two or three of those with a cheeseburger on occasion. But not every single time. Maybe like four or five times a year. So, yeah, I'm not Um, a big fan of pickles. Pickle-flavored chips, I hate them. I love pickles. Now, to be fair, I hate bread and butter pickles. I love dill pickles. Yeah, bread and butter pickles are nasty. My mom makes her own. She grows her own cucumbers and makes her own pickles. Uh, And she will can them. So she always has bread and butter pickles. And she also makes dill pickles, too. But primarily more bread and butter. And I hate those really long, thin slices that are like, oh, you throw two of them side by side and it takes up a whole piece of bread to put on a sandwich. That's disgusting to me. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's, ugh. Anyway. Dill pickles are what I love. I, I will yeah. honestly, like, I'll just buy a jar of elastic, like, thick-ass pickles and just nosh on one. Thick-ass um, pickles. The noshers. 
<laughs> the nauseous. Um, that being said, um, this was the best chip out of all four. Wow. This had the strongest flavor, the, the best flavor, if you like dill pickle, which I do. Um, it tasted like... Was it balanced like, well with the ranch? Absolutely. So it was basically like, you take the bite, you put it in your mouth, and you get that, you get a dill flavor. You get a strong dill pickled flavor. Not a ton of, of vinegar, just enough to let you know, like, this is pickle. This is not just dill, this is pickle. And you're like, oh, man, that's really good. Like, I really enjoyed that. And then as you start to chew it, you start to get that ranch back taste, the aftertaste. Mm. Uh, but not after you swallow it. It's as you're chewing it, you get the ranch. Okay. Um, so it was a very nice combo of flavors. And I gave it a B plus. My folks gave it B's. Gave it a B each, which so, surprised the hell out of me because that was the one that I thought would be grossest. Sounds like uh, that's the consensus of the household, and that that was the best chip. Yeah, all the others got, like, roughly C's. The only one that got slightly above a C, maybe, and maybe a C-plus, was uh, um, the uh, Deep Dish Pizza, because that was the one my dad really liked, where my mom and I didn't. Yeah. But, yeah, like, hmm. kind of nuts. Like, the average the average consensus was that all the chips were very meh. Or like Most you know, potato kinda... chip flavors are meh. I'll tell you what I really enjoy. Uh, I like I don't like kettle cooked chips, but the I do make an exception for this one kind. They're a kettle cooked chip, and they are a sea salt and fresh cracked pepper chip. Oh, I don't think I've ever had that, dude. It's fucking delicious. But like Lay's, maybe it's Ruffles. Ruffles has a uh, a brand of chips that are really good. They're called uh, barbecue ribs. <laughs> Man, nice. they're good. But I'm not much of a potato chip guy. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I kind of... When I, when I go for a potato chip, it's usually, like, filler content, and I just like plain salted Lay's. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's it's I, I enjoy these, like, different flavored things. Like, there was... Eminem did one recently, where it was, like, jalapeno flavor, Mexican jalapeno... Pina colada, not pina colada, but it was like a, it was a, it was a, um, that just sounds terrible, by the way, a pina colada potato chip, well, actually, they did one that was sweet when they first started doing the competition thing, it was uh, cappuccino flavored, why am I drawing a blank on the M&M ones, though? Because the Mexican jalapeno one was really good, and you would think that one was bad. Um, uh, it was like a Thai coconut. Here we go. It was Mexican jalapeno, Thai coconut, and English toffee. And you think the coconut one and the toffee one would be good. You're like, oh, shit, like, those are actual candies, or they can be put in candies that taste good. Mm -hmm. But jalapeno... Why would jalapeno be good? Um, it was really good. <laughs> it was actually really flavorful. Nice. But, uh, yeah, man, like, 
Yeah, those are the four. Those are the four flavors of the new chips, and it, what it looks like in the Smile campaign that they're doing, which I don't quite understand. I'll have to look more into. But they're going to be releasing a lot of these, but I don't know how or why. Because that's the thing is like, okay, I'm gonna maybe type in Lay's Smile campaign, see what I get. Smile campaign. It just sounds uh, like they're being a little aggressive, you know, like Lay's is that. Average, um, Holy average shit. guy on the street seeing a woman who's just, you know, walking with just a resting face, not a specific type, just walking around, just caring about her business. Like, oh, you should Holy smile more. Don't tell me when to smile, Lays. They're going to be, you know, way. Oh, okay. I read that. I read this too quickly. And it scared me. Lazenville 60 plus new potato chip bags starring 31 everyday smilers in campaign to donate $1 million to Operation Smile. Um, okay. What is Operation Smile? It sounds like, um, something, that, uh, sounds like something a dentist's uh, office would want to use. Uh, the program, which benefits international medical ch- uh, charity. Operation Smile, with a donation of up to $1 million in proceeds, kicks off in New York City with the... Okay, that's not explaining what it is. So it sounds like mm, charity for dental care? That's what I'm assuming. Well, good. Which is kind of weird that you would do that with chips? Well, if you eat too many potato chips, you're going to have some fucked up teeth, so... Yeah, that's why it's... Um... What's crazy is I have four flavors with that logo on the side. Yeah. And I've not heard of those four flavors. You go to the website and they're like, three. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What in the fresh fuck is happening? I don't know. I'm trying to scroll. Nope, that didn't give me any information. That, and that's the problem, you know. Sometimes companies aren't very clear with what they're trying to do. And this is a company that clearly is not very... Uh, they're not translating or conveying the information properly as what is it, what it is they're focusing on. It just feels like the do-it-your-flavor thing all over again. Well, that's, that's the crazy part, is the... Uh The smile campaign is on every bag, so regular regular flavored chips are. are so have it's that. not just there are new flavors introduced, but it's also going to be on every bag, not just the new ones. I'm seeing two people that posted. This one says, "I can't read." It's like uh, patata something. You can't see the second word, and the other one says barbecue ham. Hmm. Let's see what this one says. Uh, it looks like ketchup tango, but I, I don't want to assume Ew. much. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I can't really see it because, again, it's not on their website. Maybe the operationsmile.org website will have something. Maybe so. Nope. Huh. Fucking nope. Alright then. 
It's just crazy because if I if if I go to the if I go to the Lay's website, um, which is no longer when I type in Smile Campaign, which is pretty weird. If I do Lay's new flavors, and I go to the uh, oh here's Business Insider. Here we go. Uh, nope, that was from March. That is not the one I'm looking for. That's that's when they did the beer and chip or beer and cheese flavor. Yeah, it's actually good. No. All right, fine. Don't believe me. I don't care. Uh, well, I don't drink alcohol of any sort, so. To me, that's not going to be a good flavor. Well, putting putting beer, putting beer as a flavor into something or cooking it with is like cooking with wine, which I it's also just don't do. Fine, whatever, whatever, Josh. What in the hell? What the hell? I don't know. You're having you go to problems. There. You got face. <laughs> eh, this is great podcast listening. Just me trying to fucking. No, not really. Not really. Figure it. <laughs> Sarcasm, sir, but yes. I'm just trying to figure out. Because in April, they had the lime and sea salt, the um, fiery hot dill pickle flavor, and the beer and cheese. Ew. And I liked. They all sound terrible. I liked them. Believe it or not, they were actually good. And then they did. There's no way those are two real ones. There's no way those are real. It it, it looks like a Photoshop thing that they put on their page, but the flavor is mint julep. (laughs) And crackling. Cracklins and pimento cheese. Ugh! Fucking yuck. That that sounds like the absolute fucking worst thing I've ever heard in my life, Josh. I mean, I don't mind pimento cheese on occasion. Pimento cheese is the worst thing on the planet. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's really not. It's really not. You ever had a grilled cheese with, made out of pimento cheese? Why? Why ruin a good grilled cheese? It's actually good. You're actually not good person. Do you know? Do you know what pimento cheese really is? It's just um, it's just cream cheese and cheddar cheese with a few pimentos added in and all mixed up. Yeah. In fact, like, if somebody wanted to, when they made your jalapeno puppers, they could put pimentos in it. Don't tell me about it. Pimentos are just know. pimentos are just a tiny little pepper. I don't want to know about it. Hmm. What about a mayonnaise Look, and tomato? I don't mind what pimento. about a, I, what about a mayonnaise and tomato sandwich with pimento I cheese on it? Hate you right now. Hate, not just dislike. I want to end the podcast. <laughs> and go accomplished again this week. God damn it. Well, I did say it's 
canceling the podcast. So you know what? Oh. Got you there. Well, we actually do need to wrap it up, though. Yeah, we do. Because. Anyway. I am quite hungry. I have not eaten anything since this morning, and it is very late in the evening. And, um, yeah, all this food talks make me hungry. We had a lot of food talk today. Good Lord. I know. What the hell? Eh. Sometimes we got to share recipes, man. I'm actually on a bit of a diet because, uh, well, I'm fat. But, um... What I'm doing is I'm just I, I'm doing what I used to do back in the day, and that's just kind of reduce reduce the amount primarily, but yeah. also at the same time uh, try not to eat such like garbage food, like cook my food a little bit and not so much fast food, and you know, no no extreme diets. I don't believe in extreme diets. I don't like you have to you have to ease yourself into things, otherwise it doesn't stick. And I would like it to stick. Anyway, getting off track. Like spaghetti Guys, on the wall to tell if it's done. <laughs> not, not what I mean by that, but yeah, you can go that way. <laughs> um, Guys, thank you for joining us this week on this weird episode of, All, of Uninhibited, where Josh and I talked about the school system and food, and I just burped on podcast. Uh, what is this, Mission Start? Jesus. Um... Okay, say that again so I can edit that out. What? Just say it again so I can edit it out without the burp. No, leave the burp in. Oh, you Because then I can, make fun, I can make fun of Mission Start. That's why. I can make fun of Anthony. Oh, we can make fun of Anthony without you bringing our quality down. <laughs> See, this was funny. I enjoyed this. Leave it in. I guess I have leave to it. now. Leave it in. Well, I apologize for your uncouthness. I wasn't trying to burp. It wasn't an intentional thing. I know. I was just talking, and I moved, and I bounced a little bit, and all of a sudden, I was just like, it's like when you're walking, and you're like, so, and then you, like, bend over, and a little bit of fart comes out, and you're like, whoopsie-doo. It's like that. All right. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I didn't say shit. I said fart comes out. Like, you do a little, and you're like, oh, no, I didn't mean to. And the whole class laughs at you, and then you're embarrassed, and then your dad's disappointed in you. It's weird. I mean, I know there <laughs> there is a level of disappointment here. <laughs> disappointed in myself, Josh. Um, well, I didn't anyway, say where guys, it was coming from. <laughs> this weird outro uh, needs to end. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let you guys know when we're watching. So you can join us next week if you haven't already watched both shows, which they came out Friday, last Friday. Uh, the Boys, season one on Amazon Prime. And the final season of Orange is the New Black on uh, Netflix. Uh, we're going to be watching both of those. Well, Josh has technically watched both already. I've already <laughs> finished them as of two days ago. I've only been able to watch The Boys. Um, but it, I can guarantee you this is going to be a very positive episode. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, join us for that, guys. Um, uh, but before we get out of here, Josh, you want to throw all your links and uh, your, uh, your things and whatnot and your whatnot? whatnots? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you were paying attention earlier, uh, I did mention that I do a, another show, uh, with my friends on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. 
the MPSP Theater podcast. It's a live show. It starts around 9 p.m. on Fridays. Um, and we always say 9 p.m.-ish because, you know, one of the guys, he lives in the central time zone, and a lot of times he has to work late. And sometimes he's just kidding in right as the show is ready to start. So we usually try to wait on him and everything. So sometimes we run him two, three, four, five minutes late, but we always have a show. Uh, you know, my Facebook profile is public, just my regular name on Facebook, and my links to the social media platforms I use, such as Instagram and Twitter, are linked there. So if you want to follow me, go there and throw me a follow. I appreciate it. And that's me. What about you, Greg? Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me uh, playing Mario Maker 2, like, constantly. It's ridiculous, guys. Um, it's a problem. I probably should seek some therapy or something for it, because I'm playing it too much. Uh, I have a few courses, so if you're playing Mario Maker 2, uh, follow me on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on Twitch, on TikTok. I guess. I don't have any content on there. But uh, everything that I just listed off is Chub Rock Geek. C-H-U-B-R-O-C-K-G-E-E-K. Search for that name and you'll find me. Uh, even on YouTube. Fuck it. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel. Um, that's called Branding. Not Brandy, like the show, but Branding. Uh, other than that, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I do a podcast every week with uh, my friends... Anthony and Raman, we call uh, it's called Mr. Star Podcast, where we talk about the week in gaming news. Um, but you can also find that show in chunks on uh, Mission Start Tubes on YouTube, where it's a little bit more digestible because each each segment is its own thing. So you know, you get that ten minute spot, ten to fifteen minute spot. It's kind of nice. It's not as bad. But yeah, that's about it, guys. Um, I know that uh, what I would recommend is follow my Twitch, follow my Twitter, because uh, in about a month and a half or so, I'm assuming, maybe two months, uh, Jackbox Party Pack 6 will come out. And I know that Josh and I will be playing that pretty significantly. Oh, hell yes. So uh, follow us there, because uh, if you want to play that along with us, which we'd love to have you there. And I, we usually have a Discord channel up, so you can just kind of join in. Yeah, we have we should, a lot of fun doing that, too. Yeah. We're probably, actually, I think you and I should probably use the all-queued-up Discord uh, instead of the half-empty one or well, whatever one we were using last time. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I can I can link it in my Twitch thing. Yeah. But, um, because we rarely use that. But that's another thing, guys. We have a Discord. Um, We've I don't know never if really announced the... it, though. Yeah. Because uh, that's a good place to also contact us, because my Discord is always on. Mine is, too. Notifications for, yeah, my notifications for that particular group are always on. You know what? I'm going to start linking the Discord and, and just put an open invite link out there, and people that yeah, want to join it can. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we don't mention that. We have a Discord that we can that you can communicate with us on. What the hell is wrong with us, Josh? I mean, do you want a list? <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, I think your list is short. It's just my leg is gone. Oh, no, I got a new one, and it's got a warranty on it. Unlock unvaccinated kids. (laughs) Well, on that note, folks, we should probably end the stream. Holy shit. (laughs) Guys, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.